And welcome everybody to episode six of the Animaniacast. I want you to take a letter. Where do you want me to take it? No, no, I mean I want you to write a letter. Okay. Dear Santa, I have been ever so good this year. I would like a new mallet and a shiny brass anvil. No, 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 no. Write a letter for me, for me. Well, I don't know what you want for Christmas. are a podcast dedicated to the animated television series Animaniacs. Each and every episode, we talk about an episode of the series, we discuss the cultural references and gags, we share our memories of first watching the episode, and in the end, we give each and every episode a Water Tower rating. I'm Joey, and joining me once again are my co-host, the lovely Nathan. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. And even more lovely is Kelly. Hello. And today's episode is episode six of Animaniacs, which first aired on September 20th, 1993. And uh, we have a, a lot of different segments to go over today. Um, some some pretty, oh, I would say, dare I say, zany segments to go over. Huh? Huh? Mm, Cockamamie, perhaps. <laughs> so, what are our thoughts about this episode before we get started? How did you? Before, obviously, we're not giving our water tower rating or anything right now, but just general thoughts, feelings about this particular episode today. Ten out of ten. I was, oh. <laughs> I, I, I was very, very sad because this particular episode did not have Steven Spielberg in it. Oh. Yeah. What? I thought it was going to be in every. I thought it was going to be a recurring character. I, Oh my <laughs> uh, that's what the last episode made me think well no he wasn't well, that was two episodes that was ago. two episodes ago but we have a very we you're kind of like in this general atmosphere of you're in a you're in a movie studio so you kind of expect like mm. if mel gibson's coming back well we should have yeah. other people coming back but no that's right steven spielberg did not come back but we do have other Yes, but we do have other segments here uh, that are still very nice, even without Steven Spielberg. Yes. Now, starting off this episode, we have a quick segment that's just called Flipper Parody. Um, it's the Animaniacs, and they are sing. They're not well. They're singing and they're swimming to kind of a take on the Flipper theme. Yeah, which is. Um, they call him Flipper, Flipper, Flipper. Da -da. Faster than lightning. Wait, is that right? <laughs> I don't know. Sounds right. <laughs> Sounds good to me. They call him Flipper, Flipper, faster than lightning. No one you see is smarter than he. And we know Flipper lives in a world full of wonder. Lying there. I, 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 yeah. I never I never watched the show. Yeah, I I knew it was on when I was uh when I was young on Nickelodeon they had instead of showing <laughs> the shows that they have now, they showed Flipper, uh My Three Sons, they showed Dennis the Menace. They showed a lot of reruns from the 1950s and 60s and 
this is back in the 1980s. And I just remember watching a little bit of Flipper and going, mm, the show's kind of boring. <laughs> I don't really like the show. Yeah. Stay tuned for Mr. Wizard's World, followed by Flipper, right here on Nick. Kelly, did you ever see Flipper at all growing up? I I remember the opening and the theme song. I, I don't think I really watched the show much. It basically seemed to be... A, a version of Lassie, but with dolphins. Yeah, that's it. Kind of goes to the theme of this week's episode, though, too, because we have a, later we have Mindy and Buttons, which is a a take on the Lassie television show as well. So I guess it fits in pretty well with the general theme. But it was kind of a cute little song. I don't think it's featured on any of the CDs that I own, at least. But uh, mm. there you go, Flipper parody. That was different, Nathan, than yeah, Newsreel of the Stars. It was a nice intro. It was nice. So um, there you go. I like their squeaking at the end. <laughs> That's right. They they did a little back back uh, swim thing, which was cute to see. laughing, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it goes into the uh, Animaniacs theme song, and they are cockamamie today, is their little, their little variant. Cockamamie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to... One thing I have been meaning to ask you guys since we've started about the theme song is this at one point in the, in the, uh, in the song, they say, we have pay or play contracts. Now, Nathan, do you know what a pay or play contract is? Um, you either pay or we play. <laughs> See, Nathan, you should know this because your wife is an actress. Yes. And she might, she may have to sign pay or play contracts someday uh kelly do you know what a pay or play contract is not entirely i think i vaguely remember looking it up as a result of the song exactly um but <laughs> i i don't exactly remember what it is okay it was kind of driving me nuts because i was going okay i remember knowing this a while ago and then i totally forgot it so this is what a pay or play contract is at least under my understanding googling and, and i may be completely wrong so <laughs> listeners if i'm completely wrong please tweet us tweet us correct us tell me joey you're an idiot <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about and here's why but then by the time you finish that you'll run out of 140 characters and you won't be able to tell me the answer <laughs> <laughs> just on you <laughs> but anyway uh pay or pay con- pay or play contract is basically this you pay somebody whether or not they're actually in the movie that you're going to be in. So, for example, this is um, like in the movie The Untouchables. Here's a real world example. Okay. In the movie Untouchables, uh, the part of Al Capone is played by Robert Robert De Niro. Originally, they wanted him, and then he couldn't do it, so they went to Bob Hoskins to play Al Capone instead. And you know bob hoskins signed he said yes i'll be al capone and then it turned out robert de niro could be al capone and he came mm. back and said i okay i'll do it so they said oh okay so uh, here you go mr hoskins sorry you can't be in it but here you go you're gonna get uh x amount of thousands of dollars or whatever instead of being in the movie so there's that's basically it so it's good you want a pay or play contract yes. So whether or not they decide to go with somebody else at the end, you're still getting paid. So that's why it's a good thing. That's why the Animaniacs are all happy that even, you know, Pinky and the Brain, for example, they still got paid. 
in today's episode. Even though they weren't in it. Exactly. So all the, and Minerva Mink, boy, she got paid a lot. <laughs> so well we don't know what the rates were so oh that's true maybe I, I would hope minerva wasn't paid that much but who knows she's pretty stuck up i think she probably demanded a lot yeah i know i don't want to get into minerva right now we'll talk about her at some point uh but we have so that's a pay or play contract there we have a few different segments to go over today first one is called temporary insanity this is written by Paul Rugg, and it's directed by Michael Gerard. And, Kelly, do you mind giving us just a quick synopsis in your words of what this segment was basically about? Kelly, can you hear me? Kelly? Oh, sorry, I was eating Cheez-Its and had the mute button on. Um, <laughs> sorry. I am. We're keeping yeah, that in, by the way. That's fine. <laughs> okay, good. I, um, uh, Thaddeus Plotz, the secretary, or administrative assistant, if you will, has a cold or something. She's sick. And so she goes home and tells him to hire a temp to come in and, and take care of things. And so he calls the number, but he inadvertently calls the Warner Brothers and, and the sister. And they come in and chaos ensues <laughs> and uh he instantly regrets calling anyone and um he has a really bad day at work yes that's that's it in a nutshell i mean there's yeah a lot more, but yeah exactly that's there's base, that's the basic premise yeah there's a whole thing of answering the calls and tr taking a letter and and mm -hmm. that kind of you know but eventually the whole place collapses and what the secretary calls at the very end and yeah. it turns out that she's going to be sick for one more day and oh no <laughs> but but they but the animaniacs at the end they're very happy and they wave yeah. they wave to everybody who was watching they wave goodbye to everybody so that's very cute um so what are your thoughts about this segment nathan i enjoyed it i think it's a classic uh comedy premise the simpsons did an episode like it with uh homer the smithers oh yeah, yeah. it was a uh, Funny episode there too. Uh, I forgot about that. What was that? Was Smithers was um, Smithers got sent to uh, went to a gay resort, I think, mm -hmm. for vacation. Well, and... Burns didn't know that at the time. He was just on vacation. Well, yeah. It was just... <laughs> so he wanted he needed to hire a replacement that wouldn't be very good because he didn't want to be replaced. So okay. Oh, but all right. Okay. Yes, it's it's coming back one. to me. Good Lord, Smithers, you look atrocious. I thought I told you to take a vacation. Uh, Smithers already left, sir. I'm his replacement, Homer Simpson. Ah, yes, Simpson. I'll have my lunch now. A single pillow of shredded wheat, some steamed toast, and a dodo egg. But I think the dodo went extinct. Get going. Here are your messages. You have thirty minutes to move your car. You have ten minutes. Your car has been impounded. Your car has been crushed into a cube. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Hello, Mr. Burns' office. Is it about my cube? Orange of the New Black, this season that just came out. Oh. They, have a, they have an episode or two where one of the convicts becomes the secretary. It's funny stuff. Um, so I was thinking about all that when I was watching it again. I'm like, oh, yes. Okay, so it is kind of a classic concept. I guess, uh, Kelly, what are your thoughts on this segment? I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. It had a real fast pace. There was so many things in it. Lots of uh, references from the the pictures on the walls. Uh, there were 
references to um, other skits and or, or scenes and, and movies. There were um, oh, we got to see the water tower again, the interior of it, and it was vastly different from the last time we saw the water tower. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even remember everything that was in it. I think there was it's still a roller coaster. Uh, yeah, yeah, and um, it just it it looks like a really cool place to hang out. I don't know why they keep leaving the water tower. First <laughs> exactly, <time>. why escape? <laughs> Actually, you know what that now that you now that you mention it, Kelly, Nathan, I have um. When we saw the Animaniacs um, back in the 90s when you were uh, a kid, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I forget the exact age, uh, there was nothing else to sign. We were literally at the end of the the line. We were like the the last people to see. Yeah. And and all the merchandise had basically been bought for them to sign. So Rob Paulson was very much like, we got to find something for them to, to sign. So he told the Warner Brothers store employees to find something, <laughs> and they were able to find a a postcard sized, you know, print mm-hmm. of the water tower, and it was from this scene, um, showing the Animaniacs on that little train or roller coaster, yeah, uh, or whatever. And they all signed it, and I believe they said they put it out to you, Nathan. Happy birthday, me. Yeah, and I have it at my house, and I totally forgot to bring it over. Oh. I was going to unveil it to you, but now I'm a bad brother, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Now you're a bad brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so that's that's cool. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff on that wall. You, Kelly, you mentioned the stuff on the uh, the pictures on the wall. There was mm-hmm. ba- there was Batman. Yeah, from the animated series. Yep. Yes, which was... And uh, Buster Bunny. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And we had Hampton. It was up oh, there as well. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And there was one more tiny tune up there. Did you see who it was? I'm a, I missed Elmira. it. Elmira. Elmira. That's who else said. Did, did anyone else catch anything else? I think those were the the main people. Yeah, that's okay. all I saw. So, yeah, so there's some cool stuff. And also, when we go into that water tower, I, that's where I kind of had to really look and see where these what these posters were on the walls. Uh, because there's that, there's that Bugs Bunny phone, which looks very similar mm. to a Mickey Mouse phone. Uh, the classic Mickey Mouse phone of holding the receiver, but, yeah, Just standing. But up instead, it's Bugs Bunny. Um, and but the posters on there have a uh, little things like, of uh, I'm what I'm assuming are uh, prints or posters of the original Warner Brothers pictures. So there was an Aunt Miss B, Aunt Miss B Hyven, okay. uh, like ain't like ain't misbehaving mm-hmm. Haven hey. Ain't misbehaving, uh, but ain't ant misbehaving. Uh huh. And there was foot, foot, footsie. You smell. Do you know what that's a parody of, Nathan? Uh, No, Kelly. Uh, there's like a song or something. Yeah. Tootsie goodbye. There you go. Tootsie goodbye. You smell. No. (laughs) (laughs) And there was there was another one called Oi, my rash. Which is okay. Just as thing as is, oi my rash. And the one that was in the way background that I had to really look at, uh, there's one that says, I believe it says, Globos de Carne, which is Spanish. And when I translated that, it look it looks like it says, meat balloons. I have no idea why, <laughs> but if you look at the, at least that's what I think it might be, it might be cut off. Meatballs? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like maybe it's a, a parody of the movie Meatballs, perhaps, like a take on that title. Uh, but Meat Balloons. 
um, is what it came to. And I'm pretty sure that's what it says. Uh, Globos de carne. So there you go. I don't know. Very weird stuff going on in that water tower. I don't know. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about some, some of the stuff that happens when they go into Mr. Plotz's office. There's a lot of cool uh, stuff, including uh, I know one of the things that stands out to me right away is the typewriter scene. And when Dot, oh, yeah. Yakko is typing on an invisible typewriter and uh, Dot, meanwhile, is file filing the papers and filing them down like into the ground yeah. so there's nothing there, which I just, I think that's hilarious. And Wacko is x-raying himself yeah, on making the... making copies. Making copies, like a billion copies on the on the machine until it can't stop, so he smashes it with his you know, mallet that huge, turns huge. Yeah. But and I right away I thought, oh, that's a reference to Jerry Lewis and his typewriter scene from Who's Minding the uh, Yeah, Who's Minding the Store. And I watched the scene today and on YouTube and I was like, oh yeah, see Yakko's doing kind of like the Jerry Lewis kind of faces. Uh you know, Jerry Lewis does this thing where he, he looks off into into space and kind of just, you know, weird, smile weird and smiles and goofy grins and stuff. And Paul Rugg is the writer of this, who, again, is the voice of Freakazoid, the voice of Mr. Director on the show. He, I really get the strong feeling that he is a huge Jerry Lewis fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just based off of... Impressions that he does. Of... Constantly. Yeah. <laughs> But Kelly, you were telling that this is actually, I, I kind of assumed that this had its origins in Jerry Lewis's film, but it actually is, it, the, the song predates the movie by about uh, 13 years, I believe. Um, do you have that information on hand of when this actually came came to be or when? Um, it... Yeah, it, um, the, the song I think was in um, 1950. First performed by the Boston Pops, apparently. Yes, which I know that probably stuck out for you being a John oh. Williams fan. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> which, yes. I'm going to go see the Boston Pops and John Williams at Tanglewood in August. Not what? excited. That's great. Hashtag maestro. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I'd love, oh, one of these, I'd love to see I John Williams in, in, in concert one day, one day soon, I hope. But I don't know. He's amazing. It's, it's a life-altering experience. It's transcendental. <laughs> so there you go. So there, there's, a, there's our little orchestra, you know, uh, uh, you know, origin right there. Hello, Mel! Mel Gibson has his little cameo right there once again where Dot is, uh, you know, going up. Oh, Mel Gibson. And she says to him at one point, Didn't I meet you on a summer cruise? Uh, I've uh, never been on a summer cruise. Wanna go on one? I have tickets. Yeah, is that from producers or? It is. Okay. <laughs> There's, uh, he goes, I've never been on a summer cruise. And to me, I was listening to that line and I was going, what is that from? And like Nathan said, it's from the producers. Have you ever seen that Mel Brooks uh, movie, Kelly? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. It's, it is, uh, one of Mel Brooks's earlier films and one of his best films of course i mean it came to be a, a musical later yeah there's... I, yeah that's good. yeah i need yeah i need to familiarize myself with that i hear it's good yeah this is the original gene wilder and zero mostel version and at one point uh, gene wilder is they go to meet the director of their of their musical uh springtime for hitler yes and 
they see the director and he's dressed in drag and he's actually the the actor who would later play Miss Mr. Belvedere <laughs> in, hmm. on TV oh, wow. <laughs> but he's but he's much thinner back then and he stares into his eyes and goes didn't i meet you on a summer cruise i've never been on a summer cruise Oh, quel dommage. It's just yeah. the most awkward, great moment. So, yes, uh, uh, very cool to see that that reference to the movie uh, put into the to put into this uh, this episode. And uh, Dot is talking to a lot of people on the phone. I didn't yeah. list. I didn't list all oh, the people. So many. Uh, Robert Redford, Michelle Pfeiffer, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And one thing that it mentioned about uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was, oh, I have to get that recipe. Yes. OK. Yeah. Um, apparently, I guess this was around the time of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, opening up Planet Hollywood with uh, with a couple of his uh, Hollywood friends. Planet Hollywoods aren't really around that much anymore. I think they have a, one in New York and one in Las Vegas. Yeah. Is there a, is there an ice cream truck? There's going an by? ice cream truck. We'll just wait for it to go by. It's... I want to get ice cream. Okay, we'll break for the ice cream. Okay. While those two get ice cream, I'm going to tell everyone about the last Twitter poll and its results. Listeners were asked, who would not most likely be in love with today, since Mel Gibson is, uh, Mel Gibson. Hashtag Animaniacs. 26% of the vote went to George Clooney. 33% went to Tom Hiddleston. But 41% went to the dashing and daring and Spielbergian Chris Pratt. Well, that's it for today's Twitter poll. Stay tuned for the next question later in today's episode. Okay, we're back from getting ice cream. Mm, how's your ice cream, Nathan? I dropped mine. Oh, well, you can't have mine. <laughs> so, actually, we were talking about a bunch of the different people that, um, that Dot was talking to. One of them was... Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and talking about a recipe mm-hmm. that he got. Uh, well, I guess his mom had a apple strudel recipe uh, that was on that was on the uh, was on the menu. The menu, okay, yeah. So that's what that's referring to. Uh, apparently, apparently. But he talks to one of the one of the more abstract people. I think uh, that she talks to is Mr. Katzenberg, who is Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was uh, one of the heads of uh, Disney at the time. Um, who's since gone on to be working in DreamWorks and and various other things right there. So, oh, hmm. Dream DreamWorks sounds familiar to me. Oh, what's that? Because that's Steven Spielberg. Oh, that's right. They there started it off. It's a, <laughs> a spinoff. Which their first the SKG is Spielberg, Kassenberg, and Giffen. Oh, I did not know that. Well, there we go. Yeah, I, I think they they removed the SKG and it's been bought out by some other people now i've, I've kind of lost track of where it's at right now but um but the three of them started the company together oh there you go so yes yeah, so there's a, there's a bunch of different yeah you know, i think she talks to the president even yes the president was there get back to work yeah was she talking to who that was a weird part when she said get back to work because she kind of does a weird uh double take when mel gibson walks in i, I think she's talking to the president yeah, to get I back think, to work i think that's what she, it, it almost sounded like she was talking to herself to get back to work <laughs> but i was <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound like Dot. No, I think it was to the president, get back to work. Get back to work, president. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so there's, you know, some cute little, that was pretty much all the pop culture references. I think, well, other than like Mr. Plot's drinking out of a Batman mug, 
that was yeah. pretty much all the pop culture references that were kind of going by pretty quickly. Um, but now we got all those out of the way. What are some of the best moments, some of the best lines? What are some things you guys really uh, liked about this? I already talked about one, which was the the typewriting scene. Yeah, that's a great scene for the episode. Um, I love the uh, the constant fight over who can answer the phone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wacko, I never get to get it. I like that too. I never get to get it. There was a there was a slight running gag, I suppose, of of look over there. You know, it was look. First it was look, the horror, which is a reference to... Uh, uh, oh God! Now I'm totally forgetting Heart it. Heart of Darkness. Heart of Darkness. Yes. Which and, is later referenced in a future episode. And then later they say, "Look, Wayne Newton, uh, the Las Vegas lounge singer." Ah. Uh, so yeah, so you know, there's there's that and running someone gag. Someone with a big fanny. Is that what? Wacko oh, says? big fat fanny. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's a big fat fanny. No so. one looks over at all. No one cares. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think all of them were. Very, I think each one of the Warners got a chance to shine. Yeah. Sometimes these episodes, like, oh, this this brother, the, you know, was the funniest, or Dot was the funniest, or mm-hmm. whoever was the funniest. Each one of them, I think, was kind of equally spaced of having funny stuff to do. Yeah. Even just the response to uh, write me a letter, like each of them had a good. Yeah. Or, or even like just the, even the filing the papers thing. Each yeah. one was doing something that was equally funny at the same time. So that that's that's cool to see that going on, uh, being orchestrated in a certain way. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I also like just uh, little lines like uh, "You'll never live to regret it." I guess it wouldn't hurt for you to stay the day to help me out. You'll never live to regret it. Heaven help me. That was that was cute stuff too. I liked um, the way, I, I guess he did it twice in the episode, but Wacko said secretary. Oh, yes. I just yeah. the way he said that. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was so cute. Wacko was perhaps the most, like, he really did seem like the youngest of the yeah. three in this one. He really did seem like the little pouty kid in this that never seemed to get his way. Writing um, letters to Santa, even. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what you want from Santa. I can't write you a letter. Um, but then there's also that part where he Thaddeus Plotz, he's put salt and pepper on Thaddeus Plotz's paperweight and immediately eats it. I thought you needed us to be a Skeletaries. Never! And give me back my paperweight! Okay, but you have to wait a while. Good night, everybody! I really like that first cartoon. Good, yeah. Good animation. Yeah. Um, good jokes. The pacing was great. It really, it had a good ending too. It kind of yeah, wrapped up nicely. Wrapped and, up. Yeah. So let's go ahead and move on to segment two. Uh, Nathan, what do you think? Segment two. Operation Lollipop. Operation Lollipop. Now, this was written by Peter Hastings, and the director is unknown. That's do, 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 do. It's a little, I don't know. Creepy. I don't know. It don't know is kind that... of weird. I, that really stood out like, oh, okay. Well, maybe because I I read these now. <laughs> but um, yeah. no one wanted to take uh, credit for directing it. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say Peter Hastings wrote and directed it. Yeah, we'll say that. 
Peter Hastings, if you're listening, tweet us. Tweet let us. us know for sure whether you wrote and directed it or just wrote it. Yeah, because somebody did. Yeah. So let's talk about this. So first of all, uh, you know, I'll just um, mention it. Like I said before, that this is a Lassie kind of parody. Mm -hmm. The opening of it where she's saying buttons, buttons is very similar to Lassie. And, you know, running, you know, uh, in the in the opening of Lassie, uh, Lassie would jump over stuff to get to Timmy. And, of course, in the opening of Buttons and Mindy, he jumps and... Almost goes, makes it. Yes. Goes right <laughs> off the cliff. Um, Silly Buttons. Yes. So, Nathan, what can you tell us about Operation Lollipop? What is this basically about? Uh, well, this is the first Mindy and Buttons cartoon. Um, so basically, uh, Mindy is a little girl and, uh, Buttons is her dog. Um, Mindy, uh, well, let's say Buttons has to keep Mindy from getting in trouble or getting hurt. And Mindy, uh, happens to lose her lollipop on a mail truck, which then she gets stuck on the mail truck herself. Buttons chases her there and... Go, ends up on an airplane at one point, and then they're falling down, and they end up back at home. Mindy's safe, but Buttons gets in trouble. Yes, because it looks like he, he chased the mailman, because mail is all over the place from the plane mm -hmm. they went on. Um, And I gotta say, first of all, poor Buttons. Yeah, I always feel bad for Buttons. Because he does all this work, and he always gets yelled at. Yeah. If anything, the mother should be... Exactly. Like, we should report this mother to CPS... Who puts a baby in charge of a dog of? Wait. Wait. Who puts a dog in front of a in charge of a baby? Yeah. Yeah. Who does that? Bad parent. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to call the cartoon CPS uh, right after this recording, and we're going to take care of this right away. Yeah, lady. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Okay. By the way, did you know that um, Nancy Cartwright voices Mindy? Do you know who else Nancy Cartwright is a is famous cartoon character? She's... Uh, in charge of voicing? I know, I know. I'll, I know. I'll let Kelly, Kelly answer. <laughs> Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson! Ah. And you can totally, I can totally hear it when it's, um, um, when she, when Mindy laughs. She has that little giggle, mm -hmm. um, and it really does sound like Bart's laugh a little bit right there. Um, that's the only time I can really tell, um, it's the same, same person doing the mm -hmm. same voice. I think Nancy Cartwright, she does sometimes, uh, the voice of Maggie as well. Whenever they need to do baby voices or something. So there you go. Um, well, what are your thoughts about this first, our introduction here to Mindy and Buttons with this Operation Lollipop? Um, I think it's a fine introduction. It was cute. Yeah. It was cute. Um, I mean, there's not, I mean, it's really, it is very, it's a very visual um, segment. Yes. It's, there's not, and it's a very straightforward segment too. Um, that lollipop is the stickiest lollipop I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many artificial ingredients are in that lollipop. This is why it's, it's good not to have high fructose corn syrup in candy. Yep. Because you can stick to the side of a mail truck if you're not, if you're not careful. Well, it's so hard that a baby can <laughs> hold on to it. And, and pull the entire yeah. time. Um, you know, I guess one of the things that I kind of pulled out, if I were going to pull out references, a lot of times they play for buttons. They they play variants of uh, the song, Aware, Where Has My Little Dog Gone? Mm -hmm. Whenever Buttons is trying to do stuff. 
Uh, and I guess there, and I have not been able to confirm this, but um, the music changes when Buttons is going up into the uh, wheel well of that plane. And apparently it's the song, The Flying Dutchman, the, from the opera, The Flying Dutchman. And I, I listened to some of The Flying Dutchman today and I could not. You couldn't get. I spent, I, I invested about 10 minutes and said, oh, okay, I give up. But but from people that are smarter than me, apparently, say that that's from The Flying Dutchman. So there you go. So there are a few musical references that are cool. With segments like Mindy and Buttons, they rely more on the music just because there's not as much talking yeah. going on. Um, so, th- I mean, that's kind of nice for the music to shine. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, a kind of a cute thing. Again, Mindy and Buttons is not, they're, they're not my top... <laughs> side character yeah i think roger rabbit does it better and yeah when uh and those little short cartoons it is very similar to the setup of roger rabbit because you don't see the mom's head Mm -hmm. you just kind of see her from below and it's the the beginning of those roger rabbit cartoons is the same yeah keep this baby safe mommy's going to the beauty parlor darling but i'm leaving you with your favorite friend roger he's going to take very very good care of you because if he doesn't he's going back to the science lab please don't worry whatever you say yes ma'am aye aye sir okie dokie why i'll take care of him like he was my own brother or my own sister and Although I would trust, it's, again, but Roger at least talks and yeah, walks. Yeah, he can walk and, and pick up things yeah. without using his mouth. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. That mother. Yeah. Um, uh, I do like some of the cute lines that Mindy says. Um, like, oh, I want to push the button. Like, Yeah, I like it when... Oh, uh, that reminded me of Tiny Toons. <laughs> with the <laughs> elevator? If I'm not reenacting parts from Ups and Downs, which is another future Animaniacs episode, I'll go, you know, push the button. I push the button. <laughs> Elevator go up. Elevator go down. No, I push the button. No, you push the button. I push the button. Now your turn, my turn. I push the button. Okay, okay. I push the button. I push it. I push it again. I push it again and again and again and again. Don't overdo it, Plucky. Once is enough. <laughs> Elevator go down the hall. There's a glass elevator at the Tucson Mall. Yeah. That um, I always think of Plucky, young Plucky Duck going, Elevator go up the hall. <laughs> um, but yes, a very similar kind of thing. And And I do like that little thing where, you know, Buttons is trying to get in to the the airplane and he opens the door and he's just about to get in and she just goes cold and then closes the door right <laughs> on him right before he can get in um so yeah it, it, it was cute it was cute yeah what else can i say um, um there you go get the classic lines she's got plenty of catchphrases mindy the okay lady okay lady love you bye bye yes my wife silly puppy <laughs> yes silly puppy uh yes oh okay i love you bye bye is my wife says that quite a bit thank you lady i love you bye bye so that is, mindy is very quotable because she doesn't really say that much no so everything what she, she says yeah so what she says though is very cute mm-hmm. so i will give her that um i just was bothered by like everything the the lollipop touched and then she still put it in her mouth i was like no yeah. <laughs> it 
touch leaves and trees and I've seen plane. Ki- I've seen kids eat dirt though and have no problems I though. I don't know. I know. Being an eldest brother, I've seen my little brothers and sisters eat so many different things that it's just kind of like, oh, stop that. Okay, gross. Okay, you're still alive. <laughs> Building up on. immunity. Building up immunities. Hello, listener. This is Jess Harnell, the voice of Wacko and Animaniacs, and you're listening to Animania Cast, which is the best thing you could possibly listen to, especially if you're not wearing pants. I'd love to go on talking to you, but I can't because I've got a potty emergency. See you later. Uh, well, let's go ahead and move on to our last segment of today's episode and that is called what are we and this was featured um on the first animaniac soundtrack cd the music and lyrics are written by randy rogel and it's uh directed by michael gerard um basically synopsis is uh dr scratch and sniff is once again trying to desanitize this is an ongoing theme <laughs> he's done this at at least half of the episodes I believe we've seen so far. <laughs> and he's trying to figure out what are they because you, go, you, you, you know, he doesn't even know what they are to begin with. Uh, so he, they sing a song about what are they? Maybe they're this and maybe they're that. And they come up with a whole list of different types of animals. They're dogs or horses or maybe they're seals or eels or f- bugs and um, just different kinds of uh, different kinds of things. Um, cute song. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I used to sing. In fact, I, 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 for this recording, I watched it at least two or three times, and I listened to it so often uh, on the CD that I kind of would sing all the parts. <laughs> yeah, and I still do. Like maybe electric eel, a seal, get real. Oh wait a minute, I got it now. You do? Yes, I do. And I just, I would, I can do all those different things. I like singing this song. It's, it's catchy. Yeah. It's mm-hmm, it, it is. It's fun. Yeah. Um I'm really I sang along when I watched it. Yeah. I see and and there is one small variant at the very beginning. Um where Dr. Scratch and Sniff uh says No, what are you kids? Look at you. It's those ears and those tails. That's not normal. I mean, what are you? What are you kids? Look at you. It's those ears and those tails. That's not normal. I know normal. I mean, what are you? <laughs> That's what he So It's a slight difference right there. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, but really, it, it's it's cool. What are your, what are your guys' thoughts on the on the song right here? What do you like about it? I think they're cute. Uh, that's it. That's what they are at the end, aren't they? Yep. They're just cute. Apparently, Tom Ruger <laughs> has suggested that the the Warners are merely tunes, and their species is cartoonist characterists. We do get this question quite a bit uh, on Twitter and Facebook. What are these Warner Brothers anyway? Honestly, if I had to, if I had to pick, I would say that the Warners are closest to dogs. Yeah, maybe cats, but probably dogs. I'd say dogs too. Man. I say penguins, yeah. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just remember from the the Wally Lama episode, and and he calls them puppy children. He's like, I'm hiding from the little puppy children, and um, so I I tend to think of them as dogs anyway. Yeah, Dot. It looks um, actually, you know, they they really do um, uh, match the look of. Some of the 1930s, like foxes. There's this uh, character, this fox. Uh, I'll go back to her it later. But there's a, a character in the 1930s 
there was there was Bosco and there was uh uh you know some other old black and white Warner Brothers ca- cartoon characters. Mm. Um but two of them were actually two black and white foxes and they were on Tiny Toon Adventures one time. I totally forget what they're called. And now someone's on Twitter going to be showing me pictures, I'm sure, which is awesome. Um, but yes, but I'm, but I totally forget what they are. I had it in my head before. We'll talk about it later, but that's kind of what dot looks like to me. But anyway, yeah, I can see foxes, yeah. monkeys, dogs, cats. I don't know, but, but they're just tunes when it comes down to it. They're, they're cute. They're tunes and they're cute. So there we go. Hi everybody. Uh, it's me, Joey, uh, calling in from the Amazon jungle. I'm not exactly sure how I got reception out here, but whatever. I don't care. I I just had to put one more note in here for this episode this week. Uh, At one point, Dr. Scratch and Smith and Yakko were having a conversation. Are you still zany? Only our hairdresser knows for sure. And Yakko's reply right there is actually a reference to an old commercial from Clairol from uh, the 60s, and I'm assuming it ran into the 70s, 80s, perhaps even the 90s, I don't know. But Her hair so soft and shiny, the color fresh, sparkling. Does she or doesn't she? Miss Clairol hair color looks so natural, only her hairdresser knows for sure. There you go. There's your bonus pop culture reference for this week. Wasn't that awesome? Bye. Now, I think I'm being stalked by a tiger, so i got to go. Bye. This week, we have a brand new Twitter poll. Nathan. What? Yes, we can, we're we not stopping. Okay. Well, we'll we do it keep, again. we got to keep this interactive podcast going. All right. Um, well, I have, I have uh, the next Twitter poll right here. It's going to be your choice. You, the listener, you are going to decide which... Of the three following mini-segments are the best. Is the best? Is the best. Is the best. So we have good idea, bad idea. So if you remember that with uh, Skullhead, uh, Mr. Skullhead. There's also Mime Time. Yes. The next choice. And the Randy Beeman segments is the final choice, which... Do you remember those, Joey? Yes, because he's a little kid. Yeah. Mime Time, my friend Randy Beeman. Yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Um, anyways, yeah, so that's the Twitter, so, uh, go on to Twitter, and you decide which one was the best one, and it's gonna be finalized, and whatever the answer is, it's gonna be the answer forever. Forever. Very cool. All right. It's that time again. It's time, not for the Wheel of Morality, it's time for our Water Tower rating! Yay. (laughs) So... We're going up to five water towers on this, mm-hmm. as usual. Kelly, how many water towers would you give this particular episode? I think I will give it three and a half. And because um, I really love the um, temporary insanity. I thought it was a lot of fun. And um, like I said earlier, it had a lot of cool references and just so much packed in that, that one episode. And I love the um, What Are We song. I thought it was great. Uh, I, I did listen to it on my soundtrack an awful lot, and it is really cute and catchy. And I'm not the biggest fan of Buttons and Mindy, but 
it was a solid episode as far as as that pair goes and uh it does have cute little catchphrases and and you know i mean i still say okay love you bye bye and <laughs> that kind of thing and um and i have dogs so i'll say silly puppy to them a whole lot <laughs> <laughs> so it endures i mean it, you know even if it's not my absolute favorite it, it's you still it's still part of part of my life and so um so it was a good solid episode and um there's there's still tons that i i liked a lot more and I'm, I'm waiting for some of those to, to come down. But, um, yeah, three and a half. Very cool. Nathan, what about you? I'm also going with three and a half. Um, again, that beginning, that uh, first segment's great. Um, the Mindy's and Buttons, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of. But uh, this was good enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the final song, you know, they're all good segments, but nothing like wowed me off my feet, I guess. So. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, we're going to make it in complete agreement right here. I'm going three and a half as well. So there we go. This, 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 this this cartoon episode has a solid 3.5 out of five, which is a very good, I think we all liked it. Yeah. We We all liked it. it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. And I like Mindy and Buttons. Honestly, I was kind of, when I saw Mindy and Buttons, I'm like, oh, Mindy and Buttons. Okay. Whatever. We'll see how long this goes, but it was cute. I watched it and it was, it was cute. I got some stuff. So. Yeah, good stuff. Good beginning, solid ending, and a and a nice Mindy and Buttons right there. And one more reference I got to tell you guys before we go. At the very end, Dot says, I can't think of an ending of this show. And Yakko says, in kind of a Groucho Marx-ish mm-hmm. kind of way, like holding an invisible cigar, says, I can't think of anything else. I had to stop what I was doing and say, okay, what is this? Like, what are they talking about? Um, this is a reference to the, uh, Marx Brothers movie, Animal Crackers. And in this movie, uh, Chico, who is the piano player, he's the quote unquote Italian brother of them. He's, uh, playing, uh, playing a song and he can't really get to the, a particular tune. He just kind of circulates in a, you know, hits a tune like five different times. But um, I really thought about it, and I was like, you know, the Warner Brothers are very much like the Marx Brothers. Um, And I don't know how familiar... I'm somewhat familiar with the Marx Brothers. I've seen a few of their films. Kelly, have you seen any of the Marx Brothers films? Only in passing. Um, I I think they're... uh, 
stumbled across them a lot more when I, when I was younger and would catch them here and there, but I, I've never actually sat down and watched one all the way through. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen parts of Duck Soup, I think. Yeah, uh, Duck Soup. I've seen. I've seen. I, I think I've seen all of them. They kind of merged together a lot in a lot of uh, Night at the Opera, Duck Soup, Horse Feathers. This uh, particular one of Animal Crackers uh, is is pretty cute. But I um, I started thinking like, okay, obviously if uh, Yakko is a Groucho, yeah, and Dot, I guess could be Chico, and Wacko is very much uh, Harpo. Character. Harpo. Uh, Harpo is, of course, the silent one in the in the original Marx Brothers films. Harpo walks around with a big top hat mm-hmm. and a horn, and he honks at people and stuff. And uh, Wacko has a hat. <laughs> he has a mallet or a bag. Kind of has his accessory with him. And both of them, both Wacko and uh, both Harpo and Yak uh, Wacko, I should say, both do something called the Gookie. Now, right at the end, right there, the Gookie is uh, is when he's making that funny face. Oh yeah, he's he blows it. out his. And when Wacko did it a few times in this episode, at least once, like he blew out his uh, tongue and and stuff, and he he did it. I think once with Captain Mel, he just does that weird face. Yeah, that is totally. And I think he even calls it a he calls it a Gookie a few times in the in the show. That is completely a reference right there to. Harpo, because Harpo used to call, he used to do exactly the same kind of a face, blew out his cheeks, put out his tongue, crossed his eyes, and called it a gookie because, again, I'm going down rabbit holes. When Harpo Marx was a little kid, he knew this guy named Gookie who would cut stuff or prepare food and make a weird face while he did it. So Harpo made fun of him. <laughs> and said, and so his friend said, "Do a gookie," whenever they were doing like vaudeville and stuff like that, and he would make that weird, funny face, and it would get a laugh. So throughout the years, there you go. That's the origin of the gookie, and exactly what's going on. So there you go. There's your Marx Brothers history lesson <laughs> for this evening, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, Nathan. <laughs> Check out the Marx Brothers, though, because they, I mean, I can't I can say this enough. I, I really hope that, um, especially for our younger listeners, check out the Marx Brothers, check out Laurel and Hardy, check out those folks, because um, you might think like, oh, it's black and white and they're not funny or whatever, but you can learn so much from watching those older uh, films to see, you know, the origins of comedy and, and, and really learn a lot about the the timing and about the stuff like that so please check it out that's my advice and that's and when you watch indiana jones and the last crusade and henry jones senior says i should have mailed it to the mox brothers yes you totally you get the reference and you exactly better <laughs> exactly you that got, was my really bad Sean Connery impression. i should have mailed it to the mox brothers you know what i mean yay it's perfect <laughs> it tells me that goose stepping morons like yourself should spend more time reading books and less time burning them. Oh, wow. Let's go watch that movie right now. <laughs> well, we're going to go My watch... Head just exploded. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> say, 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 we name, we name, we name the dog Indiana. Come on, do it, do it. We named the dog Indiana. <laughs> yes, I like <laughs> I like my Sean Connery. I remember my Charlemagne. Yay. Oh, 
It, it, I, I let my birds be the, <laughs> the armies. Let my armies be the rocks and the trees and the birds in the sky. Something like that. Yeah. You yeah, obviously no. do not remember your shot at the main. Whatever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I remember. Uh, you know what? That's what we got to do right now. We're going we're gonna to put an end to this episode, and we're going to all watch Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yay. <laughs> Bye. Oh, <laughs> so uh, before we do, let me just remind oh. everybody out there, uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us, there's many different ways to do it. We have Twitter. We have Facebook. Just go to twitter.com slash animaniacast or facebook.com slash animaniacast. You can email us. We're animaniacast at gmail.com. You can... Gosh, what else can they do to get in contact with us? Can they shout? Uh, yeah. They can use the force. They can use the force. Try yelling out your window. Yes. We have other contests, though, and everything going on. We had some fantastic uh, responses to our Yakko's World contest so far, including Mr. Tom Ruger, the creator of Animaniacs, even sent us a picture of Yakko in his backyard. So if you would like to show a picture of Yakko or the Animaniacs or whatever, just go ahead and go to Twitter, put it up there and put hashtag Yakko's World and you can share it and we'll make sure to retweet it to show all of our audience. Also, head on over to the iTunes store and enter in a review so that you can be entered in a contest for a bunch of different Animaniacs vinyl decals. And I'm even going to add another decal to what? the pot. That's right. You're not only going to get, uh, if you win, all right, you will not only get a Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, a Pinky and the Brain decal, but you're also going to get a decal that says, put a brain in the White House. And it has the brain acting like Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's actually based upon uh, an old campaign they used to have in the Warner Brothers store for the Clinton Dole election. Uh, they had bumper stickers. They had T-shirts. They had coffee mugs. They had mm -hmm. all this different stuff. Uh, I know that we had the magnetic bumper sticker that we slept on our parents' van. Yeah. And luckily we took it off and put it on something else because they were notoriously stolen by because almost everybody. Magnetic, <laughs> they <yeah>. were magnetic. <laughs> but uh, in fact, we talked to Maurice LaMarche about that. And he goes, oh, did you get yours stolen? <laughs> he said, no. <laughs> but um, so it's based upon that design. I figured, hey, we have a new election coming up. Uh, I might as well put it up and and uh, make my own right there. So you'll even get a put a brain in the White House vinyl decal as well. So. How wow. about that? And you got pretty good odds of winning, too. Pretty so. good. <laughs> no, <laughs> because there's not many people. Uh, I might I, just, I, I, ha I might have to reopen it to uh, say that me and Nathan might be able to actually win. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> so, yeah, no one else entered. <laughs> so to do that, just go to iTunes, leave us a positive review, and you'll be in the running. Well, I can't think of a way to end this episode. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. Good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs> 
This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Time out! When will this insanity end? When one of us answers the phone, Sally. I did not know that. Time in. Time in.